0: Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. If you're looking for a new LGBTQ digital series with heart and drama to dive into, look no further than After Forever. After Forever. The award-winning series just launched its second season on Amazon Prime. After Forever stars Kevin Speardus, who you'll remember as Dr. Craig Wesley on Days of Our Lives, and Mitchell Anderson of Doogie Hauser and Party of Five fame. The actors play Brian and Jason, a 50-ish gay couple living in New York City who appear to have it all, until Jason's untimely death forces Brian to think about his own future and ultimately his own mortality without the love of his life. As Brian puts his life back together, Jason periodically appears to help him focus on his new life and moving on, most notably with his new boyfriend. Spiritus co-created and co-wrote the series with acclaimed playwright Michael Slade. After Forever also stars other familiar faces from TV, film, and Broadway stages, like Colleen Zink from As the World Turns, Michael Urie from Ugly Betty, Anita Gillette, Mary Beth Peel, and Katie Huffman. The Lauded series features a well-rounded, diverse group of characters who muddle through life's tumultuous changes, including relationships, love, and loss, in an often overlooked group, the mature gay man. As Michael Slade told The Advocate, we as gay men, after we're no longer 35, we tend to disappear from popular culture until we're Christopher Plummer, asexual, down-the-hall, with a cat. The writing process was also cathartic for Slade, whose partner Richard died of cancer several years before. Season one of After Forever was nominated for eight Emmy Awards and won five, including Outstanding Digital Drama Series, Outstanding Writing for a Digital Drama Series, and Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Spiritus. And season two has already been nominated for ten. Indie series awards, including Best Drama Series, Best Ensemble Drama Series, and a slew of acting, writing, and directing nods as well. Both seasons feature eight episodes, which are no longer than 15 minutes each. Longtime listeners of The Randy Report know I love a good digital series because of my famously short attention span. Anyway, let's talk to the guys who actually made this happen. Kevin Spiritus, as I live and breathe, how are you? <laughs>
1: I'm great, Randy. How are you and doing?
0: I'm awesome. And we have a, a third member of our little chat here. We have Michael Slade with us, too. Say hello, Michael. Uh,
2: hello, Michael.
0: <laughs> there you go. Awesome. I love oh people that take I Oh, I take
2: orders very specifically, you know.
0: Congratulations, guys. I have to say, I spoke to Kevin about a week before it premiered in April of 2018. And I was so excited about it. It was such a great series. I enjoyed it so much. And then a lot has happened since then. I know a lot of my listeners are very aware of everything, but let's just make sure that everyone's up to speed. For instance, tell us the premise of the series and why you started writing it. Kevin, why don't you start with that? Because I think the initial idea came from you.
1: The initial happening was... It, 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 we came together Michael used to I, I was on Days of Our Lives for seven and a half years and Michael was a writer on Days of Our Lives toward the end of my contract and we had never I met. came on a couple and of weeks before Kevin's character got written off
2: mm.
1: yeah whatever <laughs> we, we, we don't talk about this I
2: still don't discuss <laughs> this conversation or went off on a no, trip but actually the character went <laughs> off on a trip and, and you know was going <laughs> to be gone for a while kind of like Chandler Massey
0: <laughs> so, and Freddie Smith we just heard this week <laughs> right, out. right. <laughs> and stay uh, out
1: <laughs> in the soap world most of the soaps that were on at that time they keep the writers and the and the actors separate and michael had recognized me at a gym because that I was god forbid at. the
2: creative people should actually talk to each other <laughs> right <laughs> right god forbid god forbid, it, 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 you, god forbid. You, you you might actually have something happen and
1: michael tapped me on the shoulder and said are you kevin spiritus i used to write for you in days and it started up this conversation and when we started to ask each other what was going on in our careers at that time, you know, I, I admitted to him, I, I'm dying to create a new type of series about men over 40, I, you know, about dating. And, and I want to create something because nothing for me that I had seen had my name on it coming down the pike with my, you know, for a role or a job. And I was really passionate about this. And Michael then was saying he too was interested in this and type of story. And that's how
2: it kind of came together was born. After we, we, we had that first little chat, we actually had a series of getting together for coffee and, and, and talking. And you know, and Kevin had talked about maybe about a piece about somebody who is his age, who's who's dating and, and my big question for myself as writer for, for him was why would somebody hovering at 50 b be, <laughs> be dating? And, you know, you know I mean, because there's got to be a reason, you know, you need to, you know, I mean, it could be anything, but, you know, and, and I had I had lost my partner about not quite three years prior to that, to a, a really awful cancer diagnosis. And I started thinking, I was thinking about it and said, you know, I, I think myself, I, I think I'm ready to look at this artistically. And I brought it up to Kevin at our next meeting and said, "Well, what if we use this? Which would be a much darker, probably series than than we were originally talking about." And Kevin, yeah, but it also, says, it also, oh my god, yeah. of course. What I loved about it was is that it gave us a real base, you
1: know, found, it gave us a foundation to really create these characters. It was it was anchored into a real, uh, truthful, and organic piece of story. And, you know, Michael and I just sort of, I'll, I'll never forget that day in your apartment, Michael, I, when we had decided to use that as a, as, as, as a backdrop to the story, why Brian is dating, it started to write itself. It, mm-hmm. Is That only didn't it happen to me or, or to you too. I just, I just remember, Oh my God. And then this happens and that happens. And then this kind of friend comes in and it
2: was just, we just, it, so I kind of well, call it the also- universal crossing. It also then also led us to the the concept of the play, that that the piece would take place on sort of three levels, that that it would take place in the present. Uh, But because we we very quickly determined, obviously, that Brian, who who, uh, Kevin plays so brilliantly, that his husband would have died before this. For the audience to really care about Brian in that way, we really needed to know what that relationship had been. And so the concept of, Having flashbacks that would let us learn about them as a couple and grow to to embrace them as a couple. Then the third level being that, which came about because Brian kind said to me one day, "Hey, hey uh, you know, do you do you still talk to Richard, my my partner, my late partner?" And I said, "Yeah, all the time." And he said, "Well, what if we make him a character? What if we make Jason the husband an actual character who?" Brian in the present sort of conjures. And we both sort of jumped up and down about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, so that-
1: and also it was it was also that that moment was clear to me that we could tell story about the healing of an individual trying to work stuff out by conjuring up his deceased partner. And and that to me. I don't know. I just felt that it, it, it's, we didn't reinvent the wheel, but it was the perfect wheel for us to put onto our story and project to tell it. And
2: we didn't and, reinvent it, you know, the rest I think of that we use it in a, we, we use something that other people have used a version of in a different, and I think really novel way. So, and we do it in short form. And that was the other thing yeah. that we talked about from the get go was doing this as a short form sh- series. And which has been you know, as a, you know, as a writer, I'm a playwright, I'm a television writer, I'm a film writer. The construct of writing episodes that are 11, 12 minutes long and tell a full story and have a full arc, we each watched a lot of short-form <laughs> stuff that's out there. And, and some of it's wonderful and some of it's less than wonderful. But the thing that always that would strike me was, it's wonderful when it feels like a real series when it feels like you've watched a you've had the fulfilling oh, yeah. experience of a full episode and that you don't realize it was only 11 or 12 minutes and you know right.
0: watching after forever that's completely the feeling that I got is I didn't feel like I was watching some truncated experience that I really felt like this was a full season. I felt like it was a full episodes and everything. And I'm a fan of, I have a famously short attention span when, when I mean, I, I,
2: you grew sitting, up on Sesame street, didn't you?
0: Oh, I did. Where Like you could leave the room and it go. didn't matter.
2: It, it, did it, it did it. It did it to everybody who grew up on that damn show. And I'll tell you,
0: a few years ago, when I first discovered web series, one of my favorite—which, by the way, Kevin, you were a star on—was *Hustling*, which I thought was just—and that
1: was my introduction to it as well.
0: Oh, was it? Oh, well, it's just—I I I discovered short-form digital series like that, and I just went, "Wow, this is for me." I mean, I can I can get up in twelve minutes for me. Even at home, watching a movie feels like a huge commitment on my on my part. Um, yeah,
1: Michael, Michael. And, and, and you and I have discussed this before too, Randy, that the idea that, that you're getting something with heart and meaning somewhat in, inspiring to the viewer is you want to sit for it and good, then it's done. Right. And I think that's sort of the trick well, to good filmmaking, our, our, good storytelling our, anyway.
2: And our, I, I, I to give jokes. a shout out. Uh, one of our recent running jokes has been, which is true, but it's, you can binge both seasons one and two together of of After Forever in less time than it takes to watch The Irishman. <laughs> 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 this is yes. very true. Which is a great movie. Which is a great movie. Which is a great um, movie. I, I nothing against it. I, I love the movie, but one movie. Two seasons. What's the better use of time?
0: Well, and you know, having said I have a short attention span, and I'm not saying this just because I have two Emmy Award winners on the phone with me, but I will say, I will say, and we're going to get to that, but I will say, I did not watch this episodically. I did watch season, I watched both seasons. You've been watching. I did not yeah. get up and leave. And that's a testament to you Thank both. Thank you. Because Randy Slavatsky doesn't watch I, movies.
2: So. I mean, we, we hear that from so many people, you know, in fan mail and stuff. I mean, that people just sat down to watch one episode and then decided they'd watch all eight in that oh, season. Oh, yeah.
0: Watching it on Amazon Prime, the platform makes it so easy to do so because it just fast-forward. It just rolls into the next one for you, and the time that you pour another glass right. of wine, it's back up, and <laughs> we're ready to go.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, we're, wait, we're, we're, serving, we're serving the wine impaired and the sober. So um, it's all good. good. Um, But I just really wanted to to give a shout out to um, Sebastian Lacoste, actually, because when I went to, I I attended the Indie Indie Series Awards about 2012, 2013, I think, and I had been introduced to all these materials and and all these pieces of content that people were, were submitting to the world of the web, and Sebastian's hustling just was it was extraordinary and i went i just approached him how did you do this and i want to be part of this i want to work with you and you, you know you inspire me and and he did write me into the series but it was because of how he took on this personal story and michael and i kept saying if it's personal if it's personal it's personal it's real it's going to translate you know to the audience and that's what i'm most you know
2: grateful for. yay sebastian it's one of the things, what's quite amazing, gratifying to, to uh, I'll speak for both of us, is mm-hmm. that, I mean, we're telling this love story about a gay couple. We're telling about, you know, their world. And yet our, our the demographics of our audience, yes, gay men, but also equally straight people, men, women, gay, straight, Trans people, I mean, uh, uh, young people, old people, yeah. middle-aged people, and and I think that also speaks to that when it's real, people relate. Speaking
0: of relating, can I just point out that not only did people relate to it, people loved it so much that when the Emmy Awards after season one, when the Emmy Award nominations came around, you guys, <laughs> you, you, well, first of all, you were nominated for was it. Eight. eight and eight. you won eight. five. Um, hello, Mr. Best uh-huh. Actor, Kevin. Spiritus, and and, and we you. really
2: <laughs> in, not only did we win five of eight, but we really could not have won all eight because we because had you're against each other <laughs> uh, people up against. We had we had actors of our own up, you know, two two lead actors and. Uh, to supporting actresses, so unless they Well, pies, Michael
1: says, you know, Michael says can't, but I say, ties they're always welcome. <laughs> so, um, always so magnanimous. <laughs> well, and I, I,
0: I want to mention, you both to, won uh, for writing. Kevin, you won for acting. I mean, just, uh, and and for best digital series, right? Yes.
2: Yeah, and outstanding is the word they use. Outstanding. outstanding. Yes, that's yeah, right. They use outstanding. <laughs>
1: um, and, and and we accept which all, is even better all, than all of those. I will say this though. Michael and I created the story. Michael and I structured the outline of each episode, but Michael's the wordsmith. He's the one who gave not just me, but everyone such extraordinary volumes of dialogue to, to work through and to create with. And um, I, I know I could never I, I mean, I call it the universal crossing point. I was gonna say it earlier. We were supposed to cross paths. And this show was supposed to be born and I could not be more honored to have taken this on because not only has Michael taught me how to write, but he's giving me a role that um, and, and by the way, if this was network, this show would not be made this way. If this was maybe even HBO or Showtime, the show would not be made this way. This, the wonderful thing about the web was that we were able to create a show without anybody waving their finger at us and saying, no, you can't right. do it like this, and this is standards and practices. Or, even, and or we not were, even
2: the no, you can't, but of, of what was great was we had such a strong vision of what this would, what it looked like, what it sounded like. Because uh, it's digital, we were able to do that without any yeah. suits from a network or, or, or a studio saying – well, you know what if, or we we would really rather it be, and which which might be a perfectly valid note, but it wouldn't have been the piece we had in our, our hearts. So I'm I'm grateful to that moment, and I'm grateful to Michael, and and
1: I'm now on our second season and ready for the third. So
0: well, one thing I want to say, because I want to get to the second season, but one thing I have to tell you, one of my favorite things about the series, and you've done it in both seasons. I, I mentioned this to Kevin before, Michael. The opening of every show does this kind of courtship of Eddie's father thing.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, that, which that, is, yeah. it's, it's a direct homage to courtship of Eddie's father. And
0: I love yeah. it. Can I tell you I love it because you're so smart by using that device. How do I say this? You're not hitting us over the head with a point you want to make, but you're introducing the point you want to make or you're you're giving us some foundation, ground play of these two people the first time i saw that i went oh look at that and, by, and when i saw the second episode i went oh i love that they're doing this every episode i really really do when did, did you know that you were going to do that or was that something that came up in the yeah. middle of writing or i
2: came in with I, I i one day and said remember courtship of eddie's father <laughs> well wait wait, wait. Yeah, yes 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 but before you said that i said we should t-
1: we should set up the show we, we should set up the show like yeah. um, Carrie Bradshaw does in, in Sex and the City with her computer. She sets ah. up the topic of the show. And very quickly, I don't know if it's St. David, and that's when Michael. And then, you
2: know, and then, you know, and then Court of Eddie's Father, which was – which I, I mean I, I, just our, loved yeah. I loved that series and I love that series. Probably because I simultaneously had crushes on both Bill Bixby and Brandon Cruz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and I could see – I, I could um, totally you know. see that, Yes.
2: <laughs> Which says something See, about all of you know, us. One was my one was my contemporary who I had a crush on. One was the daddy that would you know God. Mine was just body. Bill
1: Bixby. <laughs> Mine was just Bill Bixby at the time. <laughs> but it also it also was it was it was just because it was not we didn't have to film it with watching the actual verbiage come out of their mouths. Right. It was a voiceover and it was a feeling. And then Michael and I, once it, we had written these episodes and we started to film them, we kind of looked at well, we can put these all together and they're kind of telling a story in their own moment. And that's how they re- you know, got put together is season one and season two, they tell
0: something. I love that. So, yeah. Uh, season one happens. The Emmy Awards happen. By the way, I watched. was sitting at home watching you guys win all these awards. And I remember they were on <laughs> two different called me. days. I'm, you called I called me. you. Yes.
1: You called me screaming,
0: and I, I got the message when I got home. I loved it. I was wild because I remember it happened on two nights, and like, I, I think you right. won the bulk of them on the first night. And after yes. the first night, I think you won like three or four. Or We won
2: we four the first night. That's what I we thought. Won, we won writing, directing, and the two acting awards.
0: And then you won outstanding that digital drama series, series on, on, and do you that. know I went into the night going, Well, you've won. You've won. and I thought I can't say that out loud because I'll I'll curse something. I'll I'll just I'll spoil it or something, I'll put something on the universe. <laughs> but I was so thrilled to see the huge response. So so that said, so you move into season two, coming into season two Well, it was two,
2: also really fascinating mm-hmm. to suddenly see in that day between the two the two events that suddenly <laughs> like the Hollywood reporter and Variety were writing about us. <laughs> I'll bet. Saying, after last night's four wins, the front runner now is, which, and you know, which, uh, which, and you're really nice. so funny. You say you don't
1: want to jinx it or anything, but you know, each category is a specific group of people voting for it. So you could have
2: oh, I your actor peers
1: right. vote for your actors. You can have your directing peers vote for your directors, but we didn't know for sure. I mean, it, it looked like a good possibility but we were still on pins and needles too uh, it didn't necessarily mean we were going to you know take that home but we did and we're grateful
0: <laughs> <laughs> so season 2 comes season 2 comes did yes. you did you go into this with certain goals or ideas where you wanted to go next or
2: before even fully writing season 1 we were already sketching out where would season two go, and where would season three go? Oh wow. um, I think it's really important when you when you when you create a series, and, and I think you can see it in successful series that people have thought from the get go about where does this go, as opposed to just oh this is a great pilot or this is a great first season. I mean, and then it allows you to be laying things in in season, in a first season that you can play off in the lead way. Subs. Right, we had outlines you know rough outlines of what was where where each where these next seasons were going to go
0: i have a sense and i may be wrong but i have a sense that in season two we see more of the supporting characters am i wrong mm-hmm. or is that just my perception no no
1: you're absolutely you're right and i and no. we michael and i discussed this you know we you have to tell a full story you you can't just if it stays on brian it's it's sort of a little too indulgent i feel and, well, and also, that too, and especially up the when story.
2: Brian, up the story. And, you know, um, oh, come on, <laughs> that was a joke, that was a joke, <laughs>
1: see what I have to put um, up with Randy, <laughs> but, but
2: no, but it, but it More also wine. is that, but with season two, you start to see that it isn't only Brian who's grieving this loss and having to, right, to negotiate the loss, it's their whole, their community of friends and family that also are dealing with, you know, with this, and that was, an important thing I think for us uh, to want to, to want to do. And also when you've got the extraordinary actors that we've got, you know, really? all those supporting oh, roles, it's like, well, Anita Gillette, we- Lenny <laughs> Wolpe, Katie Huffman, Aaron
1: Cherry. Yeah. All these people. Yeah.
0: It's ridiculous. I love that you have, you have so many Broadway people. Well, in my mind, I think it was New York Broadway yeah. actors. And, and, and I love season, that you do that.
1: And second season, there's a, there's a wonderful, wonderful, Appearance by uh, Mary Beth Peel as my mother, which I think is one yes! of the most yes. beautiful scenes I've ever been honored to work in with another actress.
0: Can I tell you, watching scenes like that one with Mary Beth Peel, you know, the minute I see her face on the screen, I'm like, oh, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, she's such I love seeing veteran actors who know how to accomplish so much minimally. You, mm-hmm. She does not work in that scene at all. It doesn't come no, across as any effort. And but I don't, I don't mean,
1: but she is. She's, yes, that is skill. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and also, you can't take your eyes off her. No, you can't. Yes, exactly. And I also want to say is people like Mary Beth and Anita Gillette and Lenny, you know, even in season one, they saw the script, they saw the content, and they signed up immediately. You know, we're not a big production company. We're not a network. We are self-distributed on Amazon. So we're not even part of the Amazon family. And they are like, this heart, this world. role, are on the, you, moves you, me.
2: tag after a new media contract is not exactly yeah. feature film money. So you know, it, mean,
1: it's really an honor that these people with this, this wealth of talent and, and, and heart and, and ability to, you know, do whatever they want when they can when they choose to, they chose us that's so beautiful. I love working with her. I love working with
0: her. Another thing that works for me really well in season two is you use the device and you spread it out across the episodes of having the supporting characters share at the funeral, which gives us all these lovely fibers and colors and threads of a tapestry because all of the actors are so different. You know, we were talking about Mary Beth Peel and Jameson Stern, who's one of my favorite people in the world. (laughs) Who's an actor unlike anybody else, and and I love that about him. I say that in in all because, and I've worked with Jameson before, um, as an actor on stage, and I've also directed him, so I know what he can bring to to the set. (laughs) What if we? (laughs) um, I was thinking, no, but I mean it with love. He always finds a rhythm or a texture that is different than somebody else, and that's what I found with all of your supporting characters. Is there's this these different kind of rhythms that creates a very interesting uh, landscape for the right. viewer
2: and one of the things you know as, as, again as a as writer after season 1 you know when you know who the the actors are that are playing these roles You know, their strengths. You also know the the things that they don't get to do very often, but they've got in them or whatever. Mm
1: -hmm. You
2: you know, you can you can write to that. You you have the ability to write to that. And and I think that that's that's one of the things I love about serial writing, you know, is is that as you get to the character and the actor grow together as, as seasons go on.
0: I was wondering, now I'm sure you hear from viewers, what is the the feedback you've gotten from viewers or, or from the audience, or we started out talking about this, uh, the inspiration for you, because Kevin, you mentioned you weren't kind of seeing the roles come your way of and I love that you put like a, a, an actor of your age or whatever, and you still look like so stupidly young and you're so good looking. It just makes me sick. But anyway, but,
2: <laughs> well, but I yeah, don't I know that how that the happens. There's, there's, a there's a picture in the attic. <laughs> there's a picture
1: in the attic <laughs> that is like.
0: There's gotta no. be, but
1: you set out. <laughs> sweet, Randy.
0: And you know, I mean, it. I'm just like, how is it not possible? But there, there aren't, you know, I guess a lot of roles for, uh, especially when you want to be playing into uh, your truth as as a gay man, if you want, if that's what you want to be putting out there, the the gay portrayals we see on TV generally tend to be younger twenties and thirty yeah. somethings. Well,
2: yeah, they're, they're Michael, hot, you know, it's like women. You know, it's quite frank. You know, we yes. saw it, Kevin and I both talked about this. It's like women. You know, that that after we stop being 20, to, twenty, thirty hot hot you know sexy thing in in, in a, a very specific version of what is hot and sexy. Um, then suddenly we disappear as, as gay men till we, until we're, you know, the octogenarian with the cat down the hole who <laughs> is totally non-sexual. Right. And Kevin, right. From, you know, I mean, I, you know, from the get-go, one of his things was, you know, I want to I tell a story about grown-up gay men that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that are vibrant and full and sexual and, you know, full human beings. And um, that's I what excited think- me.
1: Yeah. And and I think also back in 2014, when we started talking about this, I was at a point where I didn't have to worry anymore about what the industry was thinking about. Um, You shouldn't be playing gay roles. You shouldn't be. It's a career killer. And more and more, I was watching people take their stories. I mean, I think everybody, male, female, young, old, black, white, green, whatever your, your situation is, everyone has a story. And each story is about their life and it has meaning. And I just knew that if I would be able to focus my attention on, you know, part of my truth or some of my truth or a story that was important and integral to who I was and meaningful to me, that as that heals me, I'm hoping it goes out and heals the world and it heals the, the watching community who's watching this. And I just feel Michael gave, you know, I, I'm grateful because he was able to hear. Part of my vision, and, and not uh, and getting inspired by that, and he had his ideas, and it just came together, and, and here we are, after forever. You know, and
2: and, and and one of the things that's also been really gratifying in in response viewer response is um, the number of times we hear from people who talk about how watching the series, specifically season one, has helped them through their own grief or mm-hmm. helped them understand the grief that they loved one or family member was going went through.
1: Even a young man talking about his father saying, I now know what my dad must have been going through when he lost his wife or his, his mother. Wife. You know. yeah. So it was just really extraordinary to, to see that the handbook that is not written out there for what what to do when someone dies mm-hmm. is sort of being viewed as and
2: as and, and just wanting to throw out there for people who are listening. And yes, it's about grieving and moving on and working through all that. It's also, it's also very funny. Oh, it is. Yes, yes, It is. It's not, it's not, it's because sometimes when we get talking about all of this stuff and I, and I realize, oh God, it's going to sound like, you know, oh, well, I'll watch that if I want to go to a funeral. Um, Right,
1: right. (laughs) And you get to, and you get to laugh. And you get to
0: laugh. yeah, Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things—I have to bring this up because it was one of my favorite things in the first season. You brought it back briefly uh, in season two. You know where Jim I'm going, Newman. don't you, Jim, Jim Newman? Newman. No. Because first of all, first of all, I'm, I'm a Jim because Newman fan. You don't fan. get sexier than Jim
2: Newman. You
0: don't get sexier Come than. On. And speaking of, well, no, you get you, Kevin Spiritus is in his own category. But um oh, he's not here, so let's not talk about him. So <laughs> but but you know, Jim, Jim you know Jim it. actually has his own uh his start in a, a, another digital series. Daddy Hunt. Daddy Hunt Daddy Hunt or something which I love. I by believe the
1: way. so. Yeah He's delicious mm-hmm. in it. He, and, and you know, Jim is such a great guy. And he's one of the period. village
2: people. Let's just get yes, there. And he's than, yeah. Can but can it Jim, get any better?
1: <laughs> he he has all these different colors to him and I didn't really know him. I had met him through Hustling, uh, the, the series Hustling, and um, I met him at one of the screenings. And I knew him I'm from graduation. I knew that was coming. Uh, but um, <laughs> truthfully, when we called him, he said, sure. And he was so easy to uh, just everything about him, it just comes out. Michael said something. I said, well, we have to bring Ron back, don't we? And he goes, how? I said, I don't know. You figure it out.
0: (laughs) Well, I love that you do because in season, I won't give anything away because I want everyone to to watch both seasons. But in season one, it's just such a great episode with Jim. And I I told you before, Kevin, that your end of that episode with Jim is so spectacular. It's what every gay man would ever want to do in the situation that your character finds himself. But then for him to come back, and it gets even better. It's like the best postscript to that little thread of this story. In season two, listeners, when you watch the show, you'll know when it happens. But in season two, when you encounter Ron, Jim Newman, on the street,
2: you will know why Randy liked it.
1: <laughs> it's a good moment. Well, one it's of a really good one moment. One of the
2: wonderful things about writing is you get to – You get to like think back about moments in your life, and and exercise them. (laughs) And oh, if only I had been thinking more quickly, I would have said.
0: Michael, do you know I'm that guy who walks around in the living room? I I rewrite those scenes that have happened in my past. I'm rewriting them. I'm saying them out loud. I'm working out the language. If I could just go back, I'd be brilliant. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, but exactly Randy, when, you go, this thing, when you, you go and tell it you... time travel thing
1: <laughs> but, but the thing about Randy when he rewrites it in his living room he then goes out into the world and says well this is what happened and then he tells the story <laughs> he rewrote so had had you can use was. After Forever you can use After Forever as a training ground on what to say and how to yes, say it yes you
0: can yes you can Thank you so much, both of you, for having time to sit down and chat with me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the series. Thank you for making the series. Oh. As someone in my who's my age, who's very close to your age. Well, I am your age. Okay, we'll just go with that. Um, but no, it really speaks to me so much. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having us and being a fan of the show. And I just wanted to say, you know, um, and Michael and I tell this to everyone everywhere. Uh, we are on Amazon Prime, but we are not really of family we are self distributed and it is important to amazon for us to have those reviews so if you see the show go on to amazon give us your give us your star only rating if you like it you, only if you, if, you like, you like, it. if you don't like it lie lie but no um <laughs> but if you if you like it and then and write a review because it, i think it will eventually help us find a real home for this and make it and take it worldwide and that's what we're aiming for thank you and thanks for being a fan i um, am
0: yes yeah. I'm an After Forever fan. I well, am.
2: I, I mean, our fans are so passionate. I mean, they really are, and it, which is so terrific.
0: Well, thank you, guys, both of you, for having time to chat. I really appreciate it. And by the way, one last question: Will there be a season yes. three?
1: Yes. Oh gosh. Of oh, course. God. <laughs> of course. We we and, we we have we have set it up for, for the for the trilogy to um as a, as a a full circle of Brian's traveling well, I'm glad and journey through this world.
0: <laughs> As Michael goes back to his desk to write.
2: <laughs> Actually, to be perfectly honest, it's written. It's
0: written. <laughs> awesome. It's well, written.
2: It, it, it is already written. So, to so to revive
0: have... a line, uh, when I spoke to Kevin about this two years ago, to revive a line that I said at the time, you know, Billy Porter once told me a long time ago, you've got to love a do-it-yourself bitch. So if you don't make it happen for yourself, <laughs> no one will. So I exactly. admire him. <laughs> yeah. And if, if there's a yeah. do-it-yourself bitch out there, it is Billy Porter. And
2: if do-it-yourself can win, you, can win your show five Emmys. <laughs> Hello. That's right. right. Then it was. Uh, you meant know, it, it to be. you get better than that?
0: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, congratulations, guys.
1: Thank you, and and hopefully there will be more nominations. And if they are, maybe you and Michael can come to the end of this year and, and be on our sit with us and, and um, cross your fingers
0: and. Ooh, that would be join the super party.
1: cute.
2: That would be, you know,
0: and I hate awards mm. show, but I'd come sit with
2: you guys. Y'all look <laughs> like a fun crowd. Anyway, you could do a podcast from, from the seats. That would from, be there. Dangerous you go. You can do a auditorium. Can you imagine? A Randy, can you were running
1: a little thing. <laughs> can you just imagine? that? <laughs> I love you, mean. Randy. Thank you so much. Thank you, you guys best. so much. Thank you. I
0: appreciate it. Thank you. And congratulations okay. again. Thanks. Thanks. A quick reminder that you can watch After Forever the series on Amazon Prime Video in the United States and the UK. Don't forget to leave a review. And worldwide on BingeNetworks.tv. For more information about the series, including links to watch head over to AfterForeverTheSeries.com. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.